All right, everybody, welcome to the Real Talk Sports Show. We were getting ourselves together here on Facebook Live, so just bear with us as we get set so we can broadcast to you with live video as well as uh, live audio as well. So we're going to take a little commercial break, and then we'll be back with more of the Real Talk Sports Show. Keep it locked right here for more. Don't go away because we're coming back. Talking Matt Ryan contract, all kinds of good stuff. Hang in there. Attention promoters, event organizers, and committees. If you're looking for a place to have your next big event, you must check out the C-Room Multiplex. The C-Room Multiplex cordially invites you to book your next artist or to host your next big event at the C-Room, specializing in the following areas. CD release parties, showcases, fashion shows, movie premieres, birthday celebrations, wedding receptions, banquets, pastor's anniversaries, special events, and more. At the C-Room Multiplex, we also offer catering and decorating Packages. For more information, call us 678-823-5124. That's 678-823-5124. Or visit us on the web at croomatlanta.com. That's c-roomatlanta.com. The C-Room is Atlanta's premier Christian entertainment venue. The C-Room, 4013A Jonesboro Road, Forest Park, Georgia. Mention this ad for special pricing. This is Minister Jonathan Simmons, host of the Real Talk Sports Show. Do you like the positive sports stories you've been hearing? Well, partner with us to help keep the good news of sports on the air. We have great audio, video, and internet advertising packages available to promote any size business or event. Contact me directly at 678-410-9833 or send me an email, sales at realtalksports.net. We'd love to partner with you to keep the good news in sports on the air. We've we've seen do that, and I don't know if we'll see anybody um, be that you know that kind of flashy, right? You know, when it comes to athletic talent. But to my point, and I was comparing what I saw in Ronald Acuna to Michael Vick. No and, doubt, yeah, Acuna did, came out of the box with that. some. I mean, yeah, he came out of the box with just, I mean, the five-two player, the speed, um, you know, uh, the power. The first one when he hit the, into the upper deck, I mean, a no-doubter. He hit another one today into the upper deck. That yeah. was, I mean, he's hitting major league bombs yep. that are just um, unbelievable. And, and I know it's only been a week. I think he was just bored. You know, his he was bored at, at AAA. And he was waiting. I think he was, I really think he was kind of disappointed that they didn't bring him up sooner. Of course he was. And, I mean, and, there, was some, there was some irritation there. Right. The guy was like, hey, man, you know, what about me? So, uh, yeah. you know, uh, there there is no doubt. But we want to, of course, as we always do, give a shout-out to everybody who's joined us here on Facebook Live. We're going to give a big shout-out to Brother Antoine Smitty Smith saying, Big Ken, what up? So we, wanna, <laughs> we appreciate uh, Smitty for joining us in the broadcast, and we appreciate, you know, those of you who have uh, really uh, – now, listen, I'm not – not tell people, I'm, I'm a – uh, you're talking about not being a proud man. I'm no dummy. <laughs> uh, I am aware that many of you log in to see Capitan, and we appreciate it. <laughs> we, we appreciate you showing the love. I'm not mad at it. That's, that's a beautiful thing. 
And we hope that you guys, um, like I said, we're always trying to uh, to move and to do some different things. So we really want you guys to, uh, you know, when you can, uh, please try to join us uh, down here at, Pin- at Pinstrikes. At Pinstrikes is one place where I, we do go, but today is not today. Um, uh, join us here at the Holiday Inn and Suites. They got some great food here, uh, foods off the chain. Uh, you will enjoy it. It's a great place. As you can see, the atmosphere here behind us here, we have a beautiful little small sports bar here. We have in our lounge area that we're sitting in here, which we call the upper atrium area. Uh, this area has some nice sofas and another uh, beautiful flat screen TV. So you can you can come on and hang out. You can come and hang out. Look, uh, we have a new arrival in the building. He's looking mighty crisp and fresh. Waves popping, fresh haircut. And he brought uh, his... Uh, his, his offspring here, his daughter here is a, she's she's a budding star as well. So I'm gonna get some, so we can get you some headsets there, uh, Miles. But say hello to everybody, kind sir. Hey, hey man, what's going on? I, I think uh, the minister has to turn you up a little bit. Uh, you you're, you're not even. Gotta mic him up here. In there, I think that's might be him right there. There you go. What's up? What's up? There you go. There okay. you go. <laughs> hey, I just want to let y'all know the Cavs up by 15 in the fourth quarter. Uh, <laughs> it might be looking like a sweep. Here, hey, please, nobody gonna... asks you that. <laughs> We're not talking about basketball just yet. You know, so, but uh, this is what I love about Miles. He doesn't care what we're talking about. No, he's going to interject. But... He just jumps in and starts talking something off point. Cleveland. Cleveland. I was almost for Cleveland, doggone it. Well, you know, since you did segue to basketball, I, we did invite, uh, you know, we always invite some guys, some, some stars from around Metro Atlanta who are in sports talk radio. And tonight, of course, is no different. Uh, we brought a gentleman on who is a uh, a top writer for 92.9 a game. He also has his own uh, show as well. So we're going to see if this is Deshaun Tate that has joined us here online. Let's click on here and see if we have him. Deshaun, is that you, buddy? Man, I heard y'all talking about basketball and Cavs up 15 oh. and the fourth and all that type of stuff. So you know it got to be me. It's like the satellite. <laughs> <laughs> Deshaun Tate is in the building. What's up, brother? Listen, man, I know this is, uh, you know, uh, you get excited during this time of year because, in fact, it is, uh, you know, it's that time. You know, it's NBA just coming off the Final Four, so I know you are, you got to be juiced up about the NFL, NBA playoffs, and how things have gone so far. Yeah, man. Um, Final Four was a little rough all in its own because you're dealing with so many different programs and teams and all these mid majors, and got to keep up with this, that, and the other. And as soon as I thought I would be able to catch a break, next thing you know, there's the rest of the NBA season and the you know regular season, anyways. And then you got playoffs and. It's just going to be a busy summer, man. I'm really excited about it because after the playoffs, you know, you obviously got the draft and going out to Brooklyn for that. And then there's free agency, of course. And then I'm headed out to Vegas a week and a half later for summer league. And then there's the EYBL. Nike AAU is really heavy right now as well. So it's like this is where basketball lives, basketball 24-7, you know. So uh, it's an exciting time uh, right now, that's for sure. And with the playoffs, there's just so much up and down. I mean, I really had a feeling that we were going to, in terms of this year's playoffs for the NBA, it was going to pick up where March Madness left off with probably a little bit more upsets than, you know, I mean, think about it. You know, you got the Utah Jazz. They're one of the more entertaining teams uh, that's playing still, uh, them in the Philadelphia 76ers. I mean, Philly got a three seed. We thought that might be a little bit above their head a little bit. Um, and so that's, you know, obviously going to be a really intriguing series uh, with them in Boston as well. And then in addition to that, you know, OKC probably one of the more disappointing in, in the era of big three, probably one of the most disappointing uh, uh, performances, if you will, 
um, this season. So the new College Football Hall of Fame and Chick-fil-A fan experience puts you closer to the game than ever before. Featuring over 30,000 square feet of interactive exhibits that make it feel like game day every day. tickets now at All right, we're back. Uh, we had a little bit of technical difficulties on our uh, radio portion of the broadcast. Those of you obviously on Facebook were able to see and hear us, but uh, our guests could not. But uh, hopefully you're still with us. Sean, are you there, buddy? Yeah, I'm still here, man. I thought, you know what, that's, that's funny, man. Right here in the Bible Belt, man, right here in the South, where all they care about is football. I start talking basketball, and everybody's doing the same old typical <laughs> stuff. Nobody likes basketball around here, man. What's going on? Uh, I know the Hawks is having a tough year, Georgia, Georgia. <laughs> well, no, it wasn't. Uh, fortunately, it wasn't anything uh, quite so sinister. It was just uh, <laughs> somehow or another we leaned over too hard, and bam! <laughs> uh, next thing you know, uh, we, had, uh, we were off the air. But we thank God that uh, – that we are still here. We have uh, regained broadcasting ability on um, the Real Talk Sports Show on Block Talk Radio. Of course, we're broadcasting live on Facebook. And uh, before you get started again, Sean, I'm going to do this. I'm going to uh, share this on your page so your friends and family can see it. And then the other thing, too, is speaking of friends and family, I do believe, if I'm not mistaken, that some kinfolk have logged on to Facebook Live. Do you have, you have any relation to a Mr. Joey Tate? I don't, but I love the last name. Him and Golden Tate and all of them. Joey Tate has to be one of my friends. Okay, I'm just, I'm just, just checking in, just checking in. But he did mention home team 30577. There you go. There. Georgia, baby. That's Tacoa, Georgia. All right, see, now I know. We also want to give a shout-out to a guy who really does a lot of good things in the community. Uh, he is the chess master, Orrin Checkmate Hudson. This guy goes around the country and uses chess to help uh, young people learn and grow. So big shout-out to him. And uh, Antoine, Smitty, we're going to get back to you because I know you want to know uh, from Ken how Tech can improve their recruiting. We'll touch <laughs> on that later on in the broadcast to, to what Tech can do, uh, you know, when we talk in the football section. All right, Deshaun, okay, what's been the biggest shock to you so far in the NBA playoffs? I think it's probably OKC in the way that they went about losing. Uh, I think that that's probably one of the biggest shocks. I mean, to be honest with you, I mean, I think that there's really – Quite a few, um, to be honest. I mean, even even LeBron and the Cavs, in some cases, winning game one on the road against the number one seed. I'm not a really big Toronto, we are North type of guy. I think that they're more food gold, and as I personally think they are every year. But I think that was another one. Where, you know, not only Utah over OKC, but how about Utah over Houston last night? You know, I think that that was a, a pretty big deal uh, in, in its own as well. So, um, you know, I, I think that it's just been uh, – I think it's been, been really interesting uh, of a postseason. I think it'll be really – I think it'll be even more surprising if, uh, if, 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 if Meek Mill brings his, his good luck with him uh, <laughs> against Boston and, and gets a win in Boston. I think that's something a little looking towards, you know, the future a little bit. Um, but I think that that's certainly a possibility, and, and I think we're definitely going to see uh, a ton of upsets, that's for sure. But at the end of the day, I think that has been really good because of the fact that it's been somewhat unpredictable with the exception of the Golden State Warriors doing what they're doing and what they're supposed to be doing, to be quite honest. Yes, sir. Mr. Tate, sir, this is uh, Miles T. speaking. How are you doing, sir? Man, outstanding and blessed. As long as I can keep that devil who I know be working trying to interrupt my segment. 
Hey, I was I was wondering, do you think uh, Utah got the actual shot of beating uh, Houston in this series? A legit. I mean, shot? I'm gonna be honest with you. I, I, I'm gonna be honest with you. We're talking about a realistic shot, obviously. I mean, I think they can as long as they get off the bus. I'm not sure how if you know if, if Donovan Mitchell ha- is is prepped to play these kind of minutes the way he is. I mean, granted, I mean, they're all professionals. Don't get me wrong, but you know, he's not even a whole season removed from college. Um, and mm-hmm. so I think that that's part of the interesting part about that series. Is it possible? Yeah. I mean, I never thought, even though Houston got the number one seed, I still never thought that they were Golden State, um, especially, yeah. you know, considering they're the reigning champs and everything that they brought to the table over the course of the last, you know, handful of years or so. And Houston is still in a in a, in a new position. But the one thing that uh, – well, with the targets on their backs, of course, but one of the more interesting things I think is the fact that uh, – that, Utah brings to the table that Houston doesn't necessarily is the ability to play defense and be disciplined on it. You know, when you're talking mm-hmm. about this Utah team, everybody's thinking Donovan Mitchell, but <clears throat> I, I, I still like to think that Quinn Snyder is a, you know, a, a, a really good, you know, still kind of up and coming coach. Um, how about this dude, Joe Ingles? Like nobody knows who Joe Ingles oh, is. Man. If you would have mm-hmm. just seen him on the street, he thought he was an NBA player. You probably would have slapped dude because you would have never believed it. So, <laughs> um, you know, I think that there's, and, and there's multiple different entities. I mean, we're talking about right here, Atlanta, Georgia, you know, center uh, of the heart of the city, Derek Favors, one of the best to ever come up out of here, you know, what he's been able to bring mm-hmm. to the table. And, and, and the same thing as uh, Rudy Gobert and some of those guys, the chemistry that they play with, and they're excited to play, mm-hmm. they're playing the game the way the game was designed to be played, the way James Naismith created in like 1891 or something. Don't ask me how I know that, but I'm a basketball head. You know what I'm saying? I just think that it's more – of a matter that the way that they're playing the game, they're going out there, they're having fun, they're leaving, and they're playing with house money. So uh, Houston has a whole lot more uh, of pressure on them, if you will, and I think that that's playing to some of the benefit in the hands of, of Utah. And don't get me wrong, they're going to go back to Utah. Like Utah's home court advantage and 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 and, uh, and fan base is not too far from what it was when they had Stockton them alone. So they're going to be pumped. They're going to be ready. And I think that's mm-hmm. going to be one of the more difficult things that Houston is going to have to deal with within the next few nights. I, I, I agree with you, Deshaun. This is Ken Swilling. How you doing? Um, yeah, I agree with your, your statements right here because that, you know, Utah, um, you know, it's a tricky place to play in. When they go back there, that's going to be something to um, to see if Houston can handle that. And I'm not too sure. I'm not all the way sold on Houston. Mm-hmm. Not, like not all the way. <laughs> you know, they're real choky uh, when it comes down to, um, you know, who wants to take the last shot, who's going to stand in the gap, who's going to be the man. You know, I, I, I just – it's just going to be interesting to see what comes out of uh, of it, and uh, you know, you, we were talking about big surprises. I am, I was trying to my best to believe in in Toronto this year, and uh, I just I just can't see it. And uh, they remind me so much of the sixty win Hawks team that I almost can't stand it right now. <laughs> you know, they really yeah, remind yeah, me a yeah. lot of that of of that team. You know, you because know, well, they just funny, don't have that guy that that will that will that will stand up and say, "Okay, this is this, y'all get on my shoulders and ride me to the championship or ride me to this win." They don't have that guy. You know what? I agree with that. And everybody thinks that Kyle Lowry, Demar Derozan is that guy, and nothing against them because I think that they're phenomenal basketball players and talents as well, more all star than they are superstar in my own personal and humbling opinion. However, um, right. I, I, I've just never put a whole lot of belief and trust and faith. 
uh, into Toronto, you know, and that's not really by choice. It's just kind of based off of, you know, kind of a feel type thing and what they've shown me, not what I've shown them, it's what I'm watching with my eyes and assuming that we're all kind of watching the same thing. Um, you know, right. and, and so, you know, that's just one of those things. I think the other night they shot, what, in the fourth quarter, like four for 21 or four for 24 or something crazy like that. And then you got, right. uh, is it Valanciunas? And he's, you know, uh, uh, um, you know, volleyballing, you know, on, on, on rebounds and stuff <laughs> wow. like that. And obviously those go into the favor of, of Cleveland, obviously. But, uh, and you're talking about big time surprises and stuff. And I think that was very fitting. This is, you know, the topic of discussion that we're talking about is like, guys like Terry Rozier. You know, he, I mean, oh, can goodness. we realistically even see him? And I know that this is a little bit of a stretch, but just kind of looking forward, you know, you know, they're in this position without Gordon Hayward. First of all, Utah doing such a phenomenal job without Gordon Hayward, by the way, in the very first year. Right. But outside of that, you know, no Gordon Hayward, no Kyrie Irving, and now no Jalen Brown in this situation. And they're still able to win games. And thanks to a guy like Terry Rozier, another Louisville product, him and another Louisville product being Donovan Mitchell, probably the two Right. Probably like the two, the, you know, the two most entertaining guys throughout this whole playoffs, arguably, and you know, coming from the same system. And a lot of guys, it's surprising them. But the issue here is, I think, is that you get hidden in college sometimes in those college systems and the way that they run their program that you don't really get a chance to see. I mean, I, everybody pretty much thought that Jason Tatum will probably be a really good piece, obviously, but he didn't look like the Jason Tatum at Duke that he looks like right now, and he's not that far removed from college. But sometimes I think that's where the talent and the production gets kind of hidden a little bit in some of those systems, and that's not a knock on Duke, Coach K, and whoever else and whatever else, whoever can, you know, but it, it just kind of goes to show that sometimes you never know, and that's the same thing. I'm glad you mentioned the Atlanta Hawks because you have to – now you're in a position where you got a top three pick, potentially top five, whatever the case may be. You're in a really good front right. court loaded type draft where you have to really be – you know, you really have to be on point with – who you decide to pick up. I'm not trusting all this Luka Doncic and all this stuff that I've never seen. I've nobody for longer than eight minutes long on YouTube, you know? So I think that right. that's where it's going to become very, very critical for, you know, organizations like this to make sure they're making the right choices because AC law and Salim Stoudemire and some of those guys, that's not going to cut it. Yeah, there's no question. This is a can't miss draft for the Hawks. This is just, I mean, I can't even state it any <laughs> any more than that, they cannot miss on this draft because if they do, all's for naught. Uh, so they, they got to they gotta do it. I mean, and, and it should be there. I mean, I know Kenneth told me that uh, Marvin Bagley is the guy, and certainly when you watch at times guys like Joe Bear, even though Joe Bear has done a, a great job with Utah, but there are times when you watch guys like him, and certainly you saw it with, with Whiteside in Miami, that those more traditional type of NBA centers, those guys, if they don't have the speed to keep up, buddy, they just – they get run out of the building. So uh, Bagley you know looks like I'm he glad. might be the safe pick. Yeah, I agree with that. You know, and, and to be honest with you, I know everybody's talking about DeAndre Aiden and him kind of taking over the number one spot. I like him. I always thought that – I always thought – and everybody loves him, you know, and I get it. You know, the, I, I personally feel like that uh, Marvin Bagley is the guy. If I got the number one pick, and I've been saying this for years, I would have took him over Ben Simmons at number one. I would have taken him over, obviously, over Markel Fultz at number one. I would take him over whoever next year is going to be at number one. And let's not forget, technically, Marvin Bagley is a high school senior right now. Let's not forget right, that part. Exactly. That makes a heck of a huge of a difference, you know. But I just like his game. Kind of reminds me of a Chris Bosh, the way he's a lefty. He can kind of square up and, 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 and shoot the mid-range jumper, stretch it out a little bit, a little further with defense, not a bad ball handler, kind of like Anthony Davis when he was coming up before he hit the growth spurt, things of that nature. Now, I like to see him be a little bit tougher on defense, 
However, I've just and – and you heard it here first. This is tape take right here. I, I really believe that uh, – and, and ever since the first time I saw Marvin Bagley at the Peach Jam a couple years ago, seen him for the very first time, I said, this kid is a automatic – consistent 10-time NBA All-Star right off the bat. I think he's number one. And wow. I love DeAndre Ayton, to be honest with you. I, didn't, I wasn't as high on Ayton um, coming out, but what he showed me in college, I don't think that, you know, you can really uh, disagree too much. The thing I like about, you know, Ayton over Bagley is the fact that he has that frame. He has that build already. And you don't have to yank on him too hard to flush the basketball. You know, we all seen growing up, before where you have seven-foot guys or somewhere, you know, really big guys where, you know, they got their back to the basket or whatever the case may be, and they turn around and give a little jump hook when they should be flushing the ball on somebody, and instead a smaller guy come around and almost block their shots to the popcorn stands and knock over somebody's nachos in the front row. Now you got to call a timeout <laughs> and call a, 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 a guy over there in the huddle and yank him up by his collar and say, next time I need you to dunk the basketball. That's not the issue with Aiden. Aiden's going to turn around. He's going to dunk it on you. He's not only going to do that, but he's going to dunk it hard. That's what I like about him. Bagley doesn't have that frame. I think he has a little bit more of a skill set where he can do multiple things, and although he's not that big, and I think you can say that about a lot of guys that are coming out, although he's not that big, think about it. I mean, all of the guys can improve in certain areas. All the guys can get bigger and better. They're 17, 18, 19-year-old kids. Let's not forget, what is he, about 230 pounds? Go back and look at it. Shaquille O'Neal, when he right. first came in, right around 230 pounds. Well, like I said, it's going to be interesting. There's no question. Uh, like I said, again, the Hawks, they, they just, I mean, they just, they got to hit these picks. They got, like, I think three picks in the first round. So look for them to grab, uh, hopefully, a lottery pick and then pack with the other two picks for another uh, primetime player. Go ahead, Miles. Uh, yes, sir. Uh, did I hear, did I just hear you say uh, you'll take Mar- uh, Marvin Bagley oh, over uh, Ben Simmons, even after you done saw what he's done in the NBA? You would still take that pick I- right now? I would I would take Marvin Bagley over Ben Simmons if they're both coming out like with knowing what I'm going like unknowingly of what I'm going to get out of Ben Simmons at the time. Exactly. Had they come out okay. in that same draft, I would have picked Marvin Bagley at that time. Absolutely, I don't think it would have been a hands down type thing, but just me, Deshaun Tate, like I would have taken Marvin Bagley, and I just would have taken my chance. I mean, this kid is really good, and I also think just like a lot of these other guys. I also think that Marvin Bagley is kind of being hidden a little bit in some ways as to what he can really showcase and really do. I mean, he's a young kid, but granted, I mean, we're talking about Ben Simmons looking at him right now. Let's go back to when we didn't know what was going to happen with Ben Simmons. He still ain't developed a jump shot just yet. No, I think that that plays into his right. favor in some ways. However, with a guy mm-hmm. like Marvin Bagley, I think what you're going to be able to get out of him and how established he is, he's polished already, he can get much better. And like I said, you can say that about everybody, but, you know, just looking at it realistically, I just I just, I just, just like Marvin Bagley, you know, a little bit more pers- on a personal level. Yes, sir. Uh, well, I'm sorry. Gentlemen, we got to we, we hear that music. We, we got to go to a break. Okay. And, uh, Deshaun, before you get off here, man, real quick, tell people how they can find out more about you, website, social media, that kind of good stuff. Pretty, man, lots of good AAU prep, high school stuff at Tate's Take Sports, T A T E S T A K E Sports. Um, a lot of good college basketball stuff, articles as well. The Taste Take podcast, college basketball magazine of my own is going to be coming out soon. So I appreciate you guys for having me, man, and thank you very much. Good stuff, brother. We look forward to uh, uh, getting you actually on the air. We're going to be doing some things that I can't talk about right now, but good Lord willing, they're going to be very, very exciting for everyone, uh, those who follow us and those who have partnered with us to be on the broadcast as well. Deshaun Tate in the building. Thank Stay you, brother, patient. as always. Stay right. patient. 
Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's it. You're right. All right, guys. Well, listen, uh, hang tight. Uh, we'll be back in just a moment. We have our special football guest, I believe, that's hanging on. I think the Orlando Ledbetter might be in the building. We're going to come back and check it out. But you guys uh, don't go away. We'll be back with more of the Real Talk Sports Show coming to you in just a moment. Taylor, New York Giants, and you with Real Talk Sports. All right, guys, we are back. You're listening to the Real Talk Sports Show as we broadcast to you here on uh, WR. I should say WRTS uh, TV. That's going to be our newest broadcast <laughs> line, so keep keep an eye out for that. WRTS TV is coming soon, as well as Real Talk Sports TV, which you guys are seeing a glimpse of here on Facebook Live. I believe I have in the building with us a guy who is the embedded beat writer for the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, uh, hopefully this is D. Orlando Ledbetter in the building. D. Led, is this you? Yes, it is, Reverend Jonathan. Hey, Real he's Talk here. Thanks for, thanks for having me on the show this evening. D. Led, it is good to have you back, brother. Uh, man, since you've been gone, <laughs> a lot has been going on. Oh, yes. All right. Drum roll, please. 150 <laughs> million dollars. Was that about what you were expecting, D. Led, or did you think you get more? Uh, no, I think we had it at one six uh, six years, one eighty. So it's one year shorter and thirty million short. So uh, mm-hmm. you know, uh, it was right on target market wise, but. Uh, the year and the extra thirty million was off. So I mean, that's a market value deal. That's what he's worth. He's got a hundred million guaranteed, as opposed to ninety-two by Stafford. And the uh, you know average salary is a lot higher than Jimmy Garoppolo, Kirk Cousins, and uh, the uh, Case Keenum deal. So his uh, agents did a great job. Ken. I mean, that's what I thought it would be, something something around that. Uh, Mr. Ledbetter, it's so good to hear your voice. Uh, I tell you, um, a lot of people are – I'm excited about it. I'm glad for Matt. I'm glad that everything happened and the way it happened. It, and I knew that that's what the market would kind of bear for him. But, um, you know, a lot of people are kind of uh, – especially the one across from me <laughs> – are kind of looking sideways at the Falcons and, think, and thinking that they are – Overpaying for uh, for Matt Ryan. What do we say to those people? Those are the uninformed and uneducated <laughs> with regard oh, to man. the business and operation of the NFL. Those so that's who they are, uh, and they're emotional uh, without any reason with regards to the market value and the marketplace, uh, and also with the productivity of the player in question. I mean. You know, right. before he got here, go ahead and count the winning seasons the Falcons had. You, you, you can't. Go ahead and count the playoff uh, appearances. You can't. You got Super Bowl visit, uh, you know, before he got here. I mean, you know, that he's turned them into a legitimate franchise. And I don't understand these people who uh, don't want to recognize that. Miles? Well, uh <laughs> That, you want one of them folks. Just, yeah, you know, that'd be you. Uh, not, not, not necessarily. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not all. Oh, with it, Miles. Stand up. Stand up. 
No, I'm I'm actually I'm I'm I mean to say I'm pleased and I'm happy, but I'm glad I am happy that he is getting his money because there's several uh, quarterbacks that doesn't deserve the money they're getting. And I could actually say just on his resume of being in the Super Bowl, like you said, going to these playoffs and um, I mean the playoff uh, runs he had with the team. I do think he is well deserved of the money because. He he's done so much more than some of these players is getting the ninety million dollar contract and hundred million dollar contract. So I do got a salute to Matt Ryan and congratulations to him. It's well deserved in this NFL that we all know of business side now. So it is well deserved on his part. Okay, D. Led, I'm gonna make sure Ooh, that this is recorded, bro. <laughs> Because <laughs> uh, we might never hear strictly, this it's, it's strictly business, though. <laughs> it's strictly business. Lord have mercy. Lord have mercy. Man, oh man. Well, listen, uh, guys, again, you tuned into the Real Talk Sports Show as we broadcast to you right here on uh, the Real Talk Sports TV network. Uh, and we're excited about the big things that are going on. I want to give a shout out to my business partner, Gary Booker of the Phoenix Group. We have merged and created something called the Phoenix Media Group. That's Phoenix Group and Christian Media Enterprise together. And, uh, Gary, I will answer the question. The camera, I believe, is fine. It's hooked up. The problem is is that uh, as we got close to the time, uh, I couldn't get it on the live broadcast now, but I am going to do a, uh, a nice test broadcast before we go. But, uh, and we look forward to what he's talking about, gang, uh, is that we are going to be using uh, very shortly a 360-degree camera. And as a matter of fact, at the end of the broadcast, we're going to go ahead and redo a, not redo, but actually do a post-show broadcast. You guys can take a look at this new camera we got because this thing is, uh, as we like to say, off the chain. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, D-Led, um, let's get back to our Atlanta Falcons. All right, give, give me, I know it's early. I mean, these guys haven't, I mean, they, first of all, before I ask this question, have you gotten a chance to see uh, the new guys? Because my understanding is they are at camp now. Uh, no, the, um, you know, the, that's closed. It's just off-season training. We'll get to see the mini okay. camp next week, 11 through 13. So we'll see them, see them, right. uh, see them next weekend. Okay. Well, let me, let me ask the, 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 the question that no one can answer. The dumb question as always. Um, okay. How would you grade the Falcons? Even though none of them guys have been on the field yet, how would you grade the draft just for, based on the, the reputation of the picks? Uh, D-Led? And he's called. <laughs> oh, wow. Hopefully he'll call us back. Uh, D-Led, the phone number, as you know, is uh, 347-326-9991. Speaking of that, if you guys want to call in, uh, we'll certainly put you on the line. You will be able to hear the call on Facebook Live as well. So if you want to join us, remember the call-in number is 347-326-9991, and you can get your comments in there and join us. Smitty, you can call in. We, we, we're not mad. Joey, call in. You guys want to call in, you can do so. Uh, Son Edward, if you're in the building, brother, and you want to call in, please give us a call. Again, 347-326-9991 is the number. Well, as we wait for uh, D-Led to call back in uh, and complete the broadcast, um, how, what kind of grade would you give them, Ken? I mean, just, again, obviously, guys, I haven't said what on the draft. Are we talking just on the draft? Just on the draft, based on what on, on, the, on the draft, just what I saw, I would probably give them, um, you know, a B-plus, C, C-grade, maybe. You know, somewhere right around in there. I thought um, – I, I like the pick of getting um, uh, of getting uh, the first pick we got with Calvin Ridley. I, yep. I really like that. I thought that was um, I thought he would be gone 
by that time, I thought he would go to Dallas. I thought that that's what Dallas would, would yeah, get, right. get a big time receiver. Um, and, and there's no, no knock on what they did. They did what they thought they needed to do to solidify their defense. Uh, they got a, a nice pick uh, with the kid from uh, um, BYU, wherever he's from. Boise State. BYU, Boise State. Wherever, something. You know, I, can't I, I can't pronounce the name, right. and, and it won't matter in a few days <laughs> because, uh, you know, I'm not a Cowboy fan, so yeah. good for the. <laughs> I, don't, I don't understand that pick. Good, good for them. But, you know, and, and, and seeing that he had some problems, he had – he had some some injury problems and neck problems, and you got Sean Lee over there who has who is injury prone and uh, will play about five games. I guess this, they like him year. like that. I guess you know, that's, that, that's, that's, that's the way they like him. They like him broken. Broken. I don't want a broken ball player. Right. You know, right. <laughs> and then I can do with him. Uh, but um, you know, I thought they did a really good job getting getting Calvin Ridley. I thought I liked the second pick uh, with the cornerback because I think that's that's a position that they needed uh, strengthening, um, and uh, you know with with um, uh, the kid that was here uh, from LSU, Jalen, uh, yeah, uh, yep. just mm-hmm. I hate to even call his name. <laughs> <Wow. laughs> but it just, it just, it was just disappointing because I thought he was going to bud into really um, the the ball player that we needed him to be. But oh uh, yeah, he 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 had uh, uh, not necessarily the same. Well, he could have had the he same. He could have had the same. Richard Sherman. He yeah. really could because he was big, long, very physical at the point of attack. Um, but he just could not keep himself. Uh, away from those, uh, you know, those PEDs, man. And and I get why guys do it you know, because it does give you more endurance. It does, you know, it does give you that staying power. But, you know, you know in the league you just can't do it. Can't do it. I mean, can't so – and then the guy got popped like two times, three right, times. Right, right, right. Yeah, so, you just got to say, hey, I can't do it. So he, he's, he's um, you know, probably not going to see the league again, you know, which is which is sad. Yeah, which I follow, is, I follow is on Instagram and, uh, you know, the guy's doing all he can to try to – uh, get back in there, but uh, you know Jalen Collins really put himself in a bad spot. It's gonna, it's gonna be you, you know uh, you know I, I tell my kids and you know every kid that listen to me you know you, you can make every decision you make gonna come with a consequence behind it gonna come with something that um, yep. you know whether it's good or bad you mm-hmm. know there's something something's gonna come behind it something come with the decision so you have to be smart enough uh, to make the decision and wonder is it really worth it um, you know to when you make the decision the consequence is is gonna isn't going to pan out, and unfortunately for him, it, it hadn't panned out. Um, but you know, when I look at really what the Falcons bring, I really like the pickup of of, of uh, Deandre Sanat. I've seen this kid play. He yeah, he is nice. he is um, the, the almost the Grady Jarrett two Grady Jarrett point mm-hmm. point two two point oh or you know almost the same exact kind of guy, that kind of fire plug guy that's going to get upfield and going to going to wreak some havoc. I saw him play, and then people say you know. Uh, what is it, Conference USA or whatever it is that, you know, we look at. American. America, you know. You're going to take a shot. Go ahead. Actually, I think Conference they, USA, they I had, mean, American Conference they, had three or four They, they had three or four teams that were really, really good. They could play with anybody in the country. And so, South Florida was one of those teams yeah. last year. Yes, sir. Uh, Central Florida was one of those teams last yep. year. That, and Central Florida proved it, proved it when they got into into the bowl game because, mm-hmm. you know, whether we can say we say Auburn wanted to be there or not, they, <laughs> exactly. I don't, they were there. you know, they were there. Right. And, and, you know, you got it handed to you. So, you know, it's just one of those things. And, you know, while we're talking about Central Florida, I was just so glad to see uh, Shaquem Griffin get get, right. uh, get, get drafted. And, and yeah. to play with his brother. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because I mean, you know, because, you, you know, obviously, uh, you know, your cousin was in, uh, you know, Patty played. And so what's it like as, as when you have a member of your family that, you know, as your little kids, you guys, uh, you know, played, you played together, 
and then you get to that point where you say all the stuff that we did when we were a little kid is like for real now. Yeah, that that, that would have been uh, really real. Now, uh, the story with me and Pat, Pat's a little bit old. Well, not a little bit. He's a lot older than me now. He's a little bit older than me, so it's, you know, we didn't play together. But when we played in the yard, he always picked me on his team. Right. He all he would always because I was a little I was a little kid you know they, they were teenagers <laughs> mm-hmm. so he would always come come on they call me Kenny come on Kenny come yep. on come on come on and so I they let me uh let me play he let me play on his team you run out there on pigeon toe that oh <laughs> man I, I'm I'm out there I'm out, I'm out there I'm balling they give me the ball and everything you know what I'm saying they throwing the ball to me and um you know I have them to attribute the reason why I became a, a pretty good little athlete because I was trying to keep up with them. Well, yeah. and that's, that's, and that's the thing. That's, that's really that's important, man. I mean, people. You know, that's one of the reasons why you have here in Atlanta now has overtaken and jumped into that third spot for uh, for college football recruiting because of that fact. You have so many former players that have moved here. They make their home here. The NFLP. I think this is the. It used to be the largest um, chapter in the United States. I'm not. I'm not sure if that's true anymore, but it was for a while. And, and that's what you're seeing. You see that gene pool is strong, bro. Yeah, without without a doubt, without a doubt. But you know, I would have loved to have played with my cousin. I did actually play with Pat's brother Daryl. Okay, we played at Georgia Tech. At Georgia together, Tech, right? at yeah. Georgia Tech together, and that was good, especially when we were on the field at the same time. Isn't that crazy? That was that was awesome, you know. And, and we'd make tackles together, mm-hmm. do it or whatever. Oh man! And so that was it was always good to have that kind of connection. It's going to be very interesting because every time I've seen Shaquem Griffin play ball. He's done nothing but splash and mm-hmm. make plays. Oh yeah, but he's you know yeah, so it's going to be. I, I think they got him a ball player. Mm-hmm. You know, it's going to be with me. You know, people have talked about him with the with his, with his one hand, and will he be able to to you know to take on the size right. of, of these ball players that that he's going to go against now. And um, you know, this kid's running the four three. So. Yeah, I don't think he has <laughs> so, a problem with that. So I don't think he's gonna have a problem with people getting hands on him too tough mm-hmm. and, and getting off blocks because he's been he's adapted and he's been doing those kind of things. And um I'm looking forward to seeing him make plays, you know. Yeah, and I I get the Falcons uh, uh I get my B. Uh they did address some of their needs. They got a defensive tackle, they got a corner, a linebacker, you know, and uh two receivers, both of them out of the S C C you know, so um, not just because of that, but I'm just saying to LSU and uh, Georgia, I mean, excuse me, Alabama. And um, I, I didn't understand the Edo Smith pick out of Southern Miss. I didn't understand that one too much. Well, he, um, Edo Smith was a ball player. He was. <laughs> he, he's about, what, 5'8". Uh, he's, he's a little guy. 5'9". Five, five, it's kind of kind of when you look at back. when you look at his, his stats and you look at his his receiving and all the different things like that, he kind of fits what the Falcons like to do. Yeah. You know, or I, what they are tempting to, to do. I you can know. see him doing some little uh, uh, screen plays with him and, uh, you know. And and they had they had they had to fill the void, so he's he's gonna he's definitely gonna fill the void. So yeah, sir. So well, I give them about a B, B, and they uh they they addressed uh, a lot of their needs too. At the same time as getting two more weapons for uh, Matt Ryan to throw it to. Well, at the end of the day, I mean, the only thing I will tell you that I I guess I give their the thing that really to me stuck out in the draft, which makes me give them more like a B, is in fact when they drafted a young man who was uh you know Grady Jarrett two point oh. I just yeah. I just felt that. You know, since the defensive tackle spot was such a glaring need to get a guy, which on paper and what everybody can see on the film, has that same type of motor, 
You know, everybody talks about the fact that this guy is nonstop and, and his build, that leverage. You know, people, that's the thing that I think that people really didn't understand about Grady Jarrett. They talked about his size, but actually his size was a benefit because he was so strong. Right. And, mm-hmm. you know, you now are three or four inches shorter than a lot of guys you're going up against. He's able to get that leverage and the quickness. That's the other thing, too. You've seen right. that, that off-the-ball quickness. So if this young man can bring us that similar type of thing. And, again, keep in mind, uh, Jack Crawford allegedly is, is almost 100%. He should be ready to go. And he's a guy that on Dallas, he was, uh, he was a disruptor at defensive tackle, a right. longer guy, going to give you probably more push on the pass rush. Right. But, um, yeah, I mean, I give him about a B. The only thing that really struck me about that whole draft that was kind of odd, Now I understand that, you know, everybody's temperament is different. Mm-hmm. But I don't know why it just hit me funny when they went to, uh, uh, to their first round pick out of Alabama. And the guy just – he's for a guy that was just drafted, uh, you know, in that first round uh, with a team where he already has some, some comfort level with, he just he just didn't seem that excited to me. I don't know whether he was shell-shocked. I don't know whether he thought he wasn't going to go to the Falcons, but Ridley just looked, I mean, his mom and them looked more excited than he was. <laughs> he, he was excited. He started, he, he was emotional and, and all that I mean, good it was, stuff. It was just emotional. Cause I guess what he, because he was just, I mean, they were hugging him, and he just was kind of like, and I was yeah, like. Yeah. But, but I think the thing that he was, Still in his mind, he was a little bit upset, a little miffed yeah, that, he, that he had far, fallen, yeah. that he had fallen that far, okay. number one, right. and that he was the not the first, but the second wide receiver to be taken in, right. in the draft. So, mm-hmm. you know, so my eyes did not I can, deceive. I can understand. Your eyes didn't deceive you. Your eyes didn't deceive you. I understand exactly where, exactly where you're coming from. You know, because you know he, he did. He was kind of upset about that, and he did mention that. He did talk to, uh, talk to that point. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, he's he's here now. He's he's going to be a Falcon, and you know, I'm looking for you know five, six, seven, eight touchdowns from him this year. Right. You so know? you think you think he's going to contribute? To oh, early, right away. Well, yes, sir. Well, here's why. Here's why. If you look at the situation for him, what he doesn't know, and and every time this happens, players I don't think realize the blessing it is. First of all the blessing that he didn't get drafted where he thought he was because that gives you the nasty. Right. You know, right. so when you mm-hmm. come in a league, you, 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 you know, Ken will tell you it, that the NFL is called not for long for a reason. Everybody there is trying to get a check and they know that the guy behind him is trying to get a check. So they're not trying to be, I mean, you, it, the brotherhood is all good, well and good, but at the end of the day, once you go across them lines, especially when you're facing guys from the team, you, right. you don't, you don't. Mm-mm. So the fact that guy comes in with that, <clears throat> you know, you kind of overlook me. That's kind of a good thing. Right. The second mm-hmm. thing is, is that the, th- the thing that impressed me, why I got to give the Falcons a B, is that Dan Quinn's ability to find guys that are in his tree. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that, th- there's always that sixth degree of separation right, with right. everybody they pick. You know, a lot of people, they look at really, okay, well, the guy's an Alabama guy. He is, but what people forget, and even though he wasn't there long, that he had this connection with Sark did was his OC, and, and, and he had said that Sark had already talked to him in the offseason and was beginning to work with him and said, listen, man, we're going to sit down and make this thing happen right. next season. Of course, you know, Sark was brought here. The other thing he talked about is that he has worked out with Julio. Right. Mm-hmm. So the fact that you bring a guy in that already is somewhat aware of your system already, man, mm-hmm. that's going to be – that. yeah, that's going to pay a huge dividend. And not last but not least, you go from being the number one guy mm-hmm. where you're being doubled and sometimes tripled all the time to be in a spot where you basically can, can get in there – and and be on single coverage. Yeah, you're probably gonna be singled up, and um, yeah. you're probably gonna they're probably gonna move him around a lot. He's yep. probably gonna play in the slot. Probably gonna yeah. play outside on both sides. You know, and you know it's just gonna be one of those things that's gonna be favorable for him. Yeah. You know, playing alongside Julio can can bring you a lot of 
you know, you're going to be that guy that's going to be like sitting yes, singled up, and you're probably going to be on not probably going to be on the second or third corner mm-hmm. most of the time. You know, all the all the nickel. So you know, <laughs> what, what I like about the Falcons what they're doing, they're building depth at every position. Right. Right? They're at the defensive tackle position and the, the wait, wait, hold on. you almost sound like you uh, you about to jump on the I, I, on the I mean, Hey, I'm I'm just saying. I mean, I'll clean the spot off for you. Hey, I always said I like. Hey, I like that. I like. I told y'all I like Dan Quinn and I and I love the defense. Like I, I said, I last year in the playoffs, I said I would not take no he other defense. He prison no more, baby. No, I did yeah. on the track. I oh, said uh, <laughs> I wouldn't. I wouldn't take no other defense over there. Defense last year in the playoffs. Right, right. Hey, look what they did to Philly. Well, I'm, t- I'm telling you right now, you're looking at a top five kind of defense. We, oh, we got the ability to have a top five-ish kind of defense. And mm-hmm. if they can do that as well as have some explosion on offense, we're looking at a team that could compete and, 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 and could go back to the Super Bowl again. You know, um, we it's early yet. Nobody's played anything. You mm-hmm. know, you never know. And we always – we don't – wish this on anybody, but we know the injury bug can play a, a big part mm-hmm. of any season exactly. that we play. <laughs> Anything can happen, but right now you got to look, be very optimistic about um, the Falcons and what they could possibly do in this upcoming season. I think they're going to be a top, uh, I think they're going to be a, um, a favorite in the NFC coming out, one of the top two or three favorites, definitely, starting the season off. Starting the, starting the season off, yeah. that they should be. Um, you know, the team probably that's probably going to get the most uh, fanfare is mm-hmm. probably still going to be uh, uh, Philly and the Rams. and the Rams are yep. going to get a lot they of fans. Yeah, but Atlanta gets to take care of that the first week of the season. Yeah, that's so true. That's, right. that's, that's, that's man, that's boy, you sounding real good, man. Boy, I'm telling you, boy, you sounding real good right now. <laughs> oh, I want you to. <laughs> I know she's about now. Okay, okay. He knows that the the camp is coming up, so he want to make sure minister. Ashley, you took Ken. All right, guys, we're going to go to the phone lines. I think we've got a caller here in the Block Talk Radio portal. A caller with number ending in 1920. You're on the air, caller. Go ahead. How y'all doing? It's uh, Smitty from Atlanta. Smitty, Smitty, Smitty. What's going on, sir? Nothing much, nothing much. Just listen to the show, man. I love what y'all are doing, man. Smitty, man, we love you, bro, for uh, for jumping in the situation with us, man. It's um, I tell you, buddy, nobody really understands, man, when you're doing these things as an independent, how important it is, man, when people take the time out, man, and support what you're doing. They get on the page, the Facebook page, the call up like this, man. So uh, we we appreciate the love, brother, no doubt. And trust me, man, I deal with it every Tuesday night, man. I know what y'all are going through. <laughs> so there you go. Okay, so you already know what time it is, right? There you go. Sure. All right, well, let's hear, man. Uh, talk to us a little bit. Uh, what what uh, what do you think about the Falcons' draft? What do you give them for a grade? I know they haven't played nobody. But the guys went out there. What do you give them just from what you saw? I had a B minus. It is uh, what the previous caller said. He hit the nail right on the head. You know, Dan Quinn always knows what he wants and what he needs, and he goes out and gets it no matter what. You know, I, I know they wanted a defensive tackle with that number one pick. But when you have a weapon like Kevin Ritten still on the board, you know, you can't help but to take it. And, you know, your wide receiver, you know, your wide receiver depth, you need it there because you lost Andre Roberts and you lost uh, Taylor Gabriel, who's one of your playmakers. He fits, mm-hmm. you know, he fits there right there and, you know, he replaces that. And also, you know. No doubt, Julio, man. No doubt. Julio is, uh, you know, his future is uncertain because of the salary cap and, you know, what's going on. So, uh, really was a real good pick. Well, speaking of Julio, all right, guys, uh, you know, that, that's been sometimes the, the, uh, the, 
eight hundred pound gorilla in the room here. Mm-hmm. Uh, Julio, uh, I asked the question, and you guys will see it on the blog. I had the blog, blog published by the end of the week. My question is twofold. Number one, have we seen the best of Julio Jones here in Atlanta as far as uh, production? And two, have Atlanta uh, wasted the best of Matt Ryan and Julio? Uh, because, uh, you know, these guys really, if you look at the season where the Falcons went deep in the playoff, these guys put up monster numbers. And for them not to win a championship in either 2012 and especially in 2016 when, you know, Julio and Matt just did stupid stuff, you, know, you just wonder. Uh, for the first time last year, I saw Julio actually knocked out of a game. You know, I'd never seen that before. You know, I'd watched the Falcons. I've seen him, you know, kind of gimp off. I'd never seen him actually got his bell rung. And uh, never uh, seen him drive a wide open touchdown. That either. That either. Not wide you open. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. that, that's the miles I know. Right? <laughs> <laughs> that was them facts, though. I'm just oh, saying, yeah, that's true. That's true. That's true. I, I haven't seen it in. There is rumors that uh, your boy Jerry Jones down there done whispered in his ear a little bit, but uh, in, his, in the oh, future, I think that's I am just saying. Man, what, what, you, what you're not going to do <laughs> is, is come up with these felonious and, and, and false accusations. I got a source. And I, 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 knew, I knew you was going to say that. <laughs> you always got a source, an unnamed, unspecified source. They can't nobody find him. Don't nobody know. He, he's, a, he's a quarterback whisperer and all this whole crazy stuff. <laughs> But uh, I, I I do wonder if that's why they chose two receivers in this draft for the future to get them into the system and uh, you know to the young and well, I think Julio got what two more years left on this contract yeah I believe yeah, yeah so I mean it's, it's, they're taking for the future well I tell you what right now you got a guy in Calvin really that could be number one and number two mm-hmm. he could be in either one of those positions and either one of those slots mm-hmm. and they can play him inside outside and move him all over the field. And uh, he's going to be a – I believe he's going to be a very valued asset piece, piece that uh, that Atlanta's going to use a lot this year. Uh, uh, Smitty, let me ask you this. Um, you know, what do you think about them picking up uh, uh, Deidre Sanat? Picking up a what? Deidre Sanat, the, the, the defensive tackle. Oh, I loved it, man. Uh, he's going to mm-hmm. be just like Brady Jarrett, low center of gravity with, with strength. You know, fits right with what they need in the middle of their line. So – you know, they didn't really lose that with Don Tyler Paul out to pick him up. Yeah, man, once again, they're unbelievable able to find him in those late rounds, just like Grady Jarrett uh, there. But, you know, Smitty does it. You know, I, I tell you what, this whole Julio Jones thing, you know, almost like deja vu all over again, you know, because back when uh, when we mm-hmm. made that move to draft him, we had a number one receiver. You know, he was a little bit older than, than Julio is now, but the same situation. You know, he was just coming off some monster right. years, and all of a sudden Julio <laughs> comes to town and – you know, Roddy goes from a one to one A to two, and so. Well, 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 we got we got to be realistic, though. <laughs> you know, nobody can play forever. Number one, right? And number two, you're not going to be able to keep and not going to be able to pay everybody. So if you can, and as I've said before on this show, if you can get young talent that can play at a high level, mm-hmm. and you can and you can pay them cheap. <laughs> cheap is always better. Cheap, cheaper to keep them. Cheaper it's to cheaper keep them. to keep them. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> if, if, if they they ball play they, and they perform at high levels, you know everybody's not gonna be able to get a, get a uh, get that big major payday. You're not gonna be able to afford to pay everybody. Right. You know. So yeah. You, you know. Probably in the next two to three years, Julio will. I mean, I just hope we. If we do do something that we move him and get something for him, right. that we don't allow him to yeah. to get away. As all Atlanta franchises mm-hmm. do, without without getting <laughs> no something with, with no compensation, you know what I'm saying? 
So uh, I can I can give y'all three reasons why he gone. <laughs> uh, number Go one, they're not, they're not going to pay a thirty plus year receiver sixteen seventeen million dollars. And number there two, you, you have your Pro Bowl linebacker who's you know due up next year for a major deal, maybe this year. You know he's a Pro right. Bowler, Deion Jones. Uh, that's two mm-hmm. reasons right now, and third reason, you know, Ridley. You know that's why he's there. Like I said, you know he's going to take mm-hmm. over. Yeah, if if he does come in there and show out, I mean, I mean, what? I mean, are you going to pay him that money? And but you can't put Roddy White and Julio Jones in the same conversation because that that's two two totally different talents right there. Why can't you say uh, that? Because right. Julio Jones. First, first of all, let me let me make you let me make you understand something. <laughs> Roddy White has. All the numbers over there. Okay. That's who Julio is chasing right now. And I'm I'm just letting you know, Roddy, Roddy put up some major numbers. Them few years right before Julio got here. Tell, tell him tell him something. <laughs> All right. Now, just let you know, uh, Miles, because I know you, you kind of live in different worlds. I was wondering. <laughs> and he don't like stats and he don't right. like, you know. Uh, just let you know that when Julio was drafted, Mm-hmm. Um, Roddy White was the same age, 29. Mm-hmm. He was drafted. The years, the two years before Julio got to town, this is where his stats were. In 2008, he was elected to the All-Star team. He had um, a total of 88 receptions for 1,382 yards and seven touchdowns. In 2009, that next year, he put up uh, 85 receptions and 1,153 yards and 11 touchdowns. And the year before they drafted Julio Jones, Roddy White was an all-pro, not just an all-star. He was an all-NFL because he had 115 receptions for almost 1,400 yards and 10 touchdowns. So, to me, I mean, you know, those numbers are pretty stout. And, 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 he, and he had – let me finish. Okay. He had a stretch, a six-year stretch, where his with his total yards as a wide receiver, 1202. 1382, 1153, 1389, 1296, 1351. But you know he was like the only receiver they really had on them teams, all right? Well, okay, he was their key but, guy. Okay, but, but, but he, he didn't have choices to go to like he does, like Matt Ryan does now with Julio and Sanu and um, two running backs to throw two out of the backfield. They wasn't loaded like that. So, so, so Roddy White was the only so, – he was benefiting from it because he was the only thing so they had. That makes, that makes it not legit – his numbers not legitimate? No, I'm not saying that. But but I'm that's saying, what it like you said. He was key. He's the key guy. Well, he was like the – there was nobody else on that team to point, throw to. Point you should mention that. Point you should mention that, go, go ahead. that he was the only guy uh, on that team. And certainly – uh, he was the only guy in, in that year that they went, those two years yeah, that they Tony went to the playoffs. Oh, that's what I'm about to put the stats. At Tony <laughs> okay, one time, okay. Because keep in mind, those years I mentioned, 2009, 2010, 2011, there was some other guy on the team, some guy by the name of Tony Gonzalez, who's considered one of the greatest tight ends ever. And, oh, by the way, he, he was all pro 2010, 2011, <laughs> and 2012. And, oh, by the way, 2012, the year that they golfed and didn't go to the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. he had 93 receptions. He led all tight ends. Okay. Let me just let me finish the capstone. But I forgot. Stats don't mean anything. Uh, but, <laughs> <laughs> that's true. But that, who, do, who does uh, Matt Ryan got now? He got Julio Jones, uh, Sanu. Um, he, he got two tight ends now. 
You right. know what I'm saying? So I'm just saying this. That, there was just those two guys that they had. So okay, of but, course they're going to be his workhorse. I'm just saying that's why Julio. I mean that's why uh, Roddy Roddy White benefited from that. I'm not. I'm not taking nothing away from Tony, well, sure Tony Gonzalez. I was a big Tony Gonzalez fan. Actually, okay. In KC too. But I'm just saying, um, he it, it was it was Julio. I mean uh, it was Roddy and. Like you said, Tony Gonzalez. That that was it. That was all his weapons. All so, right, but here's what I'm trying to get. I'm trying to just understand. In 2011, they all were on the team. Yeah. Jones was on the team. Roddy White was on the team, and Gonzalez. And and Roddy White's numbers dropped tremendously, right? Okay. They no, they didn't drop tremendously. Okay. He went from 115 receptions and 1,389 yards, 12 yards a catch, to 100 receptions. He still had 1,296 yards. He actually his his average per catch went up. He went to 13 receptions. Okay. 13 yards per rookie year. Okay. Yeah, and then the next year, it went up. It went up. He went to 1,351 yards. And he had 14.7. So I'm just, I'm just saying, bro. I mean, you know, I love you. You know, I love you. <laughs> but I mean, if you're gonna take these shots, then listen. I'm, I'm, I'm just going by. Our go street. to your phone, man. And just, you're, you're I'm, the same phone. I'm, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just understanding. I'm just talking about first talent alone between Julio and Roddy White. That's what I was talking about. I remember the Roddy White when play with Michael Vick. He dropped. 20 passes in a, in one season. I remember that Roddy White, too. Right. I'm looking at the whole totality of Roddy, Roddy White. That's what I'm saying. Okay. The I'm... numbers might look good, but I remember the bad old days of Roddy White where he came out of UAB and I was looking at the TV screen what the Falcons doing in the first round of the playoff. I mean, the first round of the draft, drafting this man, this ex-wrestler. So, I'm, I'm just saying. Wow, buddy. You, wow. Man, you just don't, okay. Don't slap it, Roddy. Don't okay. slap it. <laughs> I mean, he turned out to be a good pro, though. He turned uh, out to be a good pro. And here's the thing. After his first two years, Roddy turned it around. Right. I mean, in his third year, the guy had 1,200 yards in reception, and then he had six straight years where he had 1,200 yards, excuse me, 1,100 yards or more. So, I mean, you can get on the guy you want about mm-hmm. he ain't Julio. I mean, he's not Julio. We get yeah, it. Yeah. But at the end of the day, he's not no – he ain't chopped liver neither, bro. Oh, yeah, I ain't saying chopped liver. I ain't saying chopped liver. I'm just saying no compared to that. Julio Roddy, who you going to take? Julio or Roddy White in their prime? Which one you want? Right. So come on now. Who you, who you want, Ken? Come on now. You, you got the question. So you're reading the stats, but I'm going to say it. Help us out, man. Help you, us act, you, act, you act as if we're saying that we would take Roddy over Julio. We, yeah. That's not what we're saying at all. We're just, okay. saying, well, we're just saying you're trying to clown Roddy like, okay, well, he, he ain't have no other guys there. He did have two other all-pro receivers for two years. So right. not like, And still put up numbers. That's all I'm saying. I'm just, you know, I get it. But it is interesting, though, Ken, that they're same same age. That's that's kind of that's that's that's, uh, that's eerily right. eerie kind of kind of you know. I just hope what to see what the Falcons have done. And Smitty, you you right. What the Falcons have done is set themselves up. So if something go wrong, <laughs> you know, what I'm saying <laughs> if they go to the left, hey, right. hey uh, we we got a guy now that can be a number one and yeah. can and can play. Because you can't keep some new. Not only, you're not gonna be able to not keep only, some new either. Not, not only is uh they setting themselves up at wide receiver, but think about the offensive coordinator that they brought in. So, exactly. so Keegan, he on You're the right. clock too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he definitely on the clock. He he's definitely on the, the clock. Let's see, that seat is hot right now. Very hot. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. they don't come out the box clicking. What, what, the, what the man told Herman Boone on uh, on Remember the Titans, he said, I hate to get this, you into this, uh, coach, but they say if it's any sign of trouble, <laughs> if it's any sign of trouble, they're going to make changes. <laughs> oh, Lord, of course. Well, listen, man, again, guys, you are tuning in to the Real Talk Sports Show. We got about another 15, 20 minutes to go on the broadcast. But, hey, you can join Schmitty 
uh, jumping on the phone line is open, 347-326-9991, or pop your comments in on the uh, Facebook page. Speaking of Facebook, I want to give a big shout-out to Walter Dixon, giving a big shout-out to uh, Ken saying hello, and also uh, giving a shout-out from your cousin Lee saying hello as well. So uh, we appreciate all you guys who have tuned in on the broadcast. And I tell you, man, you know, we, we missed the captain. You know, yeah, captain yeah. here, you know, it, it ain't the same. <laughs> it's the same. No, you know what I mean? And then Miles sometimes treat me some kind of way. He don't come here. They leave me in here by myself. Well, we, we try. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, it's not because I don't want to be here. But we appreciate you guys because, again, I just want to say it again. Both of these guys work, uh, you know, full-time job. Uh, and, you know, like you, you know, uh, Smitty, this is, you know, when you're independent, this is an unpaid position. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, we out here, you know, doing what we got to do. And, you know, but, but we're excited about it. We, we have fun doing it. And we do think that at some point in time, uh, we will have some more consistent sponsorship. And we might be able to get a steak dinner on them every now and then. Right. Smitty, listen, you mentioned that uh, you do this on Tuesday night. Why don't you give people a little background about yourself, a big shout out in terms of your website, social media and the showtime where people can check you out. Uh, yeah, I uh, started doing uh, radio about five years ago. Uh, my buddy, uh, he just <laughs> called me up, said, you know, I was knowledgeable of sports, what I love to do, and I said, of course, and I agreed with it. And uh, I've been rolling since then. Well, that's good stuff, buddy. Well, how, what's, the, what's the name of your show? And, uh, again, how can people, uh, you know, find out about the show and uh, – Follow you, website, social media, all that good stuff. This is it, bro. Put it out in the atmosphere. All right. No problem. Uh, you can catch me on uh, Twitter at FatBoySlam underscore 21. Uh, Instagram at uh, Antoine, A-N, the number two, W-O-N. And you can catch my blog on blogspot.com, uh, Open Field Report, uh, where I write my articles and, uh, you know, write my debate topics or what I like to talk about. And you can catch my podcast like Tuesday night. From uh, seven to nine o'clock on BlogTalkRadio.com, to me the sports machine. You know, I'm always on there. You know, talking sports on the hottest topics in sports, and you know, giving my thoughts and ideas with my co-hosts Marlon Copeland and uh, Donovan Howard. Man, I think you guys are doing some big things over there, and we're gonna try to squeeze in and check you out. Uh, we appreciate hey, no you, problem, man, man, for uh, picking picking up that phone line, bro. Because a lot of people would be telling, "Come on, man." Then later on Facebook, hey, man, I'm like, dude, just call up. <laughs> I, mean, I get it. But I mean, just call us up, man, because I mean, at the end of the day, you're going to hear it on Facebook anyway. So we tell people, just jump on in the mix, man. We love to have you on. We appreciate what you're doing. Tuesday night, check out Smitty on Block Talk Radio, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And uh, I like that. What did you say on Twitter? You said you flat boy slim underscore 21? <laughs> yeah. That's a, that's a long yeah, story yeah. how I got that name, man. <laughs> oh, that's like an oxymoron, right? Well, I kind of lived that in real time, bro. I was uh, back in the day when I was a young a youngster. I was a fat boy. Now I got slim. <laughs> so I could, I could be hey, that. I'm 21 hey, no more, though. So. Hey, ironically, that's how I got the name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but that's what happened, yeah, man. man. You know, I was at, when I went to my 20th year reunion, guys came up to me talking about, hey, man, didn't you used to be Big John? <laughs> I said, well, I'm still him, but y'all, just, you know, y'all caught up with me, man. What can I tell you? Smitty, man, again, we appreciate yeah, you joining man. us on the broadcast, brother. And, uh, again, everybody, check him out Tuesday night, 7 p.m., Block Talk Radio. Give us the name of your show one more time, brother. Uh, that's Smitty Sports Machine uh, on blogtalkradio.com.
There you go, everybody. All right. Smitty, appreciate you, bro. All right. Appreciate it. Well, guys, again, phone lines are open. Uh, we got about 15 minutes left in the broadcast, so you can call us up at 347-326-9991. Now, you guys may wonder on Facebook why a lot of times I don't look into the camera, and that's because um, we we I'm like the engineer guy too, so I have to kind of pay attention to what's going on here so we don't kind of go off the rails, and you guys can still continue to hear us. So that's why a lot of times I'm not looking at the camera, but right now I am looking, and I'm telling you guys, hey, give us a call, 347 326 9991 and you can jump right in the middle of it and remember you guys can come on down here um we're here most thursday nights and here is the holiday inn and suites in stockbridge georgia located uh on 138 uh you have to kind of come up uh, it's behind old charlie's and like i said again come on up and uh and get yourself a burger they got a three grind hamburger i think it's porterhouse um uh what is it porterhouse brisket brisket and uh, uh yeah. Uh, Angus and Angus. Yeah. So they, I mean, I'm telling you, it's serious business. <laughs> it really is. So yeah. <laughs> I, I've tasted it, but I, I, I'm going off beef for the next <laughs> for the next 21 days. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, I'm trying to change my life in 21 days. Let's see if you do something for 21 days. if you do something 21 days, it'll become a habit. Yeah, you know? yeah. So, I, I just heard that too, man. <laughs> that's, that's, that's funny. So that's my confirmation right there. Thank you, Miles. Please. <laughs> and when you get confirmation on Miles, that's, a, that's, that's a, it. You better run with it. Better run. <laughs> better run. I didn't check out the stats on that. Uh, how how, how oh, it, it works, but uh, you know. Uh, now, now I believe that for real. I believe because I stopped drinking uh, sodas. And I did it for about three weeks, and I didn't have a taste for sodas anymore. Mm, you know, okay. you know, sugary drinks and all that stuff. Right. So. Well, no, it does, and you, and there's no doubt about it. And even today, um, I went back to, uh, you know, being Mister Kitchen Man. I mean, I, I've been kind of a little lazy having that rotisserie chicken, but what I did is I made myself. <laughs> hey, I love rotisserie. I love it myself, but I'm just saying, you know, really, even for me. The, the salt content in rotisserie chicken is even higher than, right, than exactly. what you make at home. Yeah. But, of course, now the one thing I do do, which does help reduce that, is most of the salt is in the seasoning in the skin. Mm-hmm. So if you actually don't eat the skin, which I don't because my little intestinal system right now, I can't even mess with no skin. Oh, we got we got a cooking show going on. Mm-hmm. We got yeah. diet tips. Right. Y'all got to check us yeah. out, man. But, Ken, yeah. hey, uh, you don't have to stay away from the burgers. Get them ground turkey burgers. No, no, to no. Tell you. I, hey. I, I, I'm trying. I'm ground trying to, I'm trying to do the right thing, man. Ground turkey good, man. It's light. I'm trying. I, I like. I like ground turkey. I like hey, ground I'll tear it up. I'll tear ground you turkey. Ground turkey. Uh, actually, you know, they actually make ground chicken. Yeah, right. I think that's that's they make mm-hmm. that. So either one of those, I uh, will do. The thing that's interesting, though, and we'll we'll get off this in a minute. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I know y'all saying, "What y'all talking about? Talking about chicken, man? Why you talking about that?" But I mean, at the end of the day, um, I found out something that was kind of odd. You know, you talk about the meat being very lean. Did you know that the cholesterol is really not that much less on the ground chicken or ground turkey ground than turkey, burger? Right. Mm-hmm. I looked at it. It was about, about almost the same. Mm-hmm. And certain grinds that you get, if you get a burger in that 93 grind, it actually has less cholesterol right. mm-hmm. than turkey or chicken. So I found that kind of, that was a little interesting. But anyway, guys, that's, that's it. I did, I did make my smoothie today <laughs> with uh, strawberries, banana, pineapple, and almond milk. Mm. So that's my breakfast smoothie. Okay. Now, I will say I think I didn't put enough. Pineapple or something there because wasn't that sweet? <laughs> <laughs> and I, and, I, and, I, and it, it's because I'm trying to do right. I didn't even use the sweetened almond milk. I used the regular vanilla unsweetened to try to because you know it's got a whole lot less sugar in there and it tasted like it too. too man, it's all gone. But anyway, guys, uh, you, you call us up. We're about to close up. We got another ten minutes to go in the broadcast. Phone lines are open three four seven three two six ninety nine ninety one. You listen to the Real Talk Sports Show. Uh, 
here's what we're going to do, guys. Like, we know we always are very community orientated. You know that. Now, Miles is a, has been a stalwart on our show for a long time, and he's been promising me. He keeps telling me that he's got uh, an athletic children. And I said, Miles, why don't you bring him on the show? Oh, man, I can But today, I do believe that his daughter is here, that she's going to come on and uh, introduce herself to everybody. She's going to share the mic with her dad. She looks excited. Here, there, dun, 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 dun. Okay, we need another headset for her. You'll have to get, oh, you're going to let her share. You're going to get the headset right there, brother. I can't. Oh, she got hers. All right. Now, it's amazing. Now, this is interesting. The daughter, who's not a regular on the show, has brought her headset. Her father, who is a regular, hey, man, you got a headset? I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Why don't you get it plugged in right here, brother, one of the open slots there if you can. I think we got one more open. You might have to go way over the end there. Be careful because that's the Facebook Live feed. You don't want to disconnect everybody. All right, young lady, uh, you're going to have to uh, scoot over just a little bit more so that people can see you. There you are. See everybody? Are right, you going to get nice and close to the mic? And okay, introduce yourself to everybody. Go ahead. Hey y'all, I'm Soraya Tyson, and I go to Forest Park High School. And uh, what do what what the sport do you play at Forest Park High School? I play softball and basketball. Softball and basketball. She's a multi multi sport young lady. She she said yes. Yeah, a, a smile. That's, that's all right. right. That's all right. That's all right. Well, listen. What do you have a particular sport that you like more than another? Uh, I like softball. Like softball. What now? What what position you play in softball? Shortstop. Uh oh, shortstop! You gotta have a little arm to yourself. You got a, you got a, you got a big gun on your right arm, man. You can, you can throw him out at first, kind of. A little bit. But can you hit? No, I can't. <laughs> yeah, you can. You got, <laughs> if you play on a team, you gotta be able to hit. Yeah, you can. <laughs> they'll put you on there if you can't hit. Yeah, they, they, they're kind of funny about those kind of things. Yeah, you can. I'm sure you can hit pretty good. Uh, so I'm gonna let your dad kind of chime in here. What's now? She, she can hit. She's just a freshman, y'all. She starts. She's learning. She, she's learning how to hit and. That them balls are going a little fast for a little bit, but uh, she's a, and she cheesy. She, we gotta call her cheesy. That's why she's smiling all the time. She's gonna call her cheesy. It's a nickname. Well, that, and, uh, <laughs> but it's good. I thought it was good to smile at all. So it makes me like you. At least, at least you look happy. Right, look, well, Daddy treating you right at home. Look like it. I don't know that she stopped <laughs> smiling right there, bro. So you might have to talk to her. But well, it's it's exciting to have you on because the Lady Panthers, um, you know, they have a tremendous reputation in sports. I mean, mm-hmm. the women's basketball team obviously done very well. Softball team has held their own. So uh, we're excited that you stopped by to join us. We actually invited the basketball team. I saw them actually doing some fundraising. So I just remind them again that they have an open platform here. So hopefully the, the ladies can join us. And we're just excited that uh, that you you taking on your dad's genes because I heard he played a little football back in the day. Do you know that? You know, yeah, I, he's I pretty good that. too. Oh, did he tell you that all the time? Yeah. I'm gonna stop him from talking because you know it's it's just me and you. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. It's it's, it's okay. It's okay. We right here together. Right. I, I feel your pain. I understand. I work with the man, and you know I know him a little bit. So you know, and he always talks about how how much he played. Now I know he played a little bit. I, I played a little bit because. I, and just because we don't look like we played anymore. <laughs> Doesn't mean that we didn't play. He got, he got one a football time. card. We can go on Google and look. He got, <laughs> you can see what he looked like back in the day. He's a little, yeah. little leaner than me. It's, 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 it's funny. Uh, the guys, the kids I work with, they they look at the cards. They're going and they'll Google my name and and see it, and they'll be like, they'll look at me like, is that, that is that really you? <laughs> you <just pulled> up, <laughs> Something happened. What happened? <laughs> well, the good news is I didn't play a lick. 
Okay, I didn't play anything. Uh, so you can Google me and you you just see me like I look now. You want, can't find your old pictures that I didn't play nothing. The only thing claim the only claim to fame I had is is I played intramural basketball, intramural football in college, and our intramural football team won the intramural championship. Oh, okay. Well, congratulations, man. You. You, know <laughs> you know that does not count. You, you know that, right? Say it again. They don't give that. They don't give out plaques for that. Hey, you know that, right? Well, hang on a second. You're wrong in that regards. <laughs> participation plan. Huh? No, 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 no participation plan, bro. We got a trophy. Okay. Okay, and we play on the same field that Northeast University played on that AstroTurf. Now, we played the width and not the length. But <laughs> <laughs> but oh, we my played and we went undefeated. And we only gave up eight points for the entire season. So there, that's all I got to say about that. Yeah, I just want to say I want to thank you, Minister, for having her on today. And uh, Daddy want to let you know he loves you and he's proud of what you're doing. And I know you got that Tyson gene in you. And I ain't worried about you not being able to hit the ball that good right now. But uh, it's going to come. But uh, I'm proud of you and Daddy loves you. And uh, say uh, hi to the peoples. Wave at the hand. <laughs> Well, I'm going to tell you this before you get off the air here. I will tell you that uh, I can I can vouch he does love you very much. He actually talks about you quite a bit. Uh, now, he always claims you are the reason why he can't get here on time. I, was, well, man, I, got, to, I got to go to my daughter's game. Now, she, she comes and look like, oh, no, Dad, I'm all early. No, but I'm just saying, I'm just playing. Really, he does speak very highly of you, so we're glad you're able to come on the air. And I think that uh, as time goes on, you'll be able to do great things. Coming in as a freshman, that's a great honor that you're even able to play with the varsity people. So uh, the right. fact you're able to do that is big. So we appreciate you. And remember, get them books. It's nice to play, but get them get them books. That's important. All right. Well, God bless. She did all right, Miles. She, 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 she did real good. She did good. She, she did, did real good. good. We, might have a, we might have to. I don't know, bro. You know, Ken, what, what the Falcons do, I'm going to have to do the same thing. What? Um, uh, younger, fresher talent? I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm just saying. Hey, you know, ESPN, that's the, every time you turn around, there's another young lady on here. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, we, we don't have a young lady on here. <laughs> and she clearly been trained. She's a, she's a Tyson, so yeah, yeah, just, yeah. just saying, bro, you might be, you know, trapped <laughs> in this situation. Well, look, guys, again, we appreciate you guys for joining us. We have a few minutes left in the broadcast. Um, Can I ask you a question before we go? Yeah, go ahead. No, we got who, was y'all, who was y'all winners of the draft? The winner of the draft. The, the team that did the best. Mine. But how are you going to ask me a question? You don't care about it. And that. now let me answer, my, <laughs> answer the question that you want to, okay. to jump to, to your to your. Because I don't want you to pick my team. I want to say my team right. first. I, I, mean, <laughs> I mean, if I had to. Help us, help us, help us, help us. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I mean, do you want me to answer my question? Go ahead, go ahead, okay. go ahead. Of course, I like um, what the, I kind of like what the Browns did. Oh, okay. I, 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 like, I think they had a. Uh, the best draft in their history, yeah, yeah. franchise history. One, one of their best drafts, you know. And all season. Yeah, mm-hmm. and they finally got a a a a, a football guy mm-hmm. that, that's doing some good things. So, you know, they, they would have to be my winner. Yeah, right now. definitely. I, I agree. The Cleveland Browns. Uh, I think they got a quarterback for now, and Tyrod Taylor in the off season, and a, a quarterback for the future. Um, they answered. The, they got Big Chubb running back. They got two. You know, another receiver in the off season. They got, I mean, who else they get? Uh, I got it right here. Uh, a cornerback, the Denzel Ward at Ohio State. The, they got him strictly for A.B., though. I'm trying to tell you. They got him that 4-3-8 speed he ran. Uh, the, the stick, I don't know if he can stop A.B., but he can maybe slow him down with that speed. And uh, I'm, I'm just happy that they did that and picking up LeVar um, Landry in all season. 
I, I, I expect them to make the playoffs this year as a wild card. That's what I'm looking forward to. Well, you want a whole bunch for Christmas. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm expecting the wild card. <laughs> is. Uh, no, no, no. That's a big jump, man. Okay. Uh, winning is winning is a learned behavior. Yeah. Trust and believe you have to change the culture of your franchise, and I believe they're on, they're on target. I, think Baker, I give them seven wins this year. Baker Mayfield is that franchise changer, and he's that winning that, that but but you just said he wasn't going. You know, he, he's a future. You just said no, no. He's I'm, just, he's, I'm, I'm not. A future could be a game in six weeks. I mean, it's, uh, it's, uh, week six. Okay. I'm just saying. I think they got the winner there now. The quarterback they need to lead the troops, and uh, as long as he can stay out of trouble in the off season, uh, off the field, and, and um, just stay, uh, you know, injury free, I think that'd be good. Well. Um... As much as I don't say it pains me, I, I really don't. I have no art against them, but I really like what the Patriots did. Yeah, uh, I, I kind of, especially the fact that they used their two first-round picks uh, to get a couple of Georgia boys, mm-hmm. and I think are going to really be big impact guys on that team. Uh, Isaiah Wynn was a guy that I was hoping would be around when the Falcons were drafted. Because I think he he's got the he's got the makings of a guy that could be a ten-year guy. Yeah. Um, and certainly Sonny Michelle, if he stays healthy in that offense with Tom Brady, I mean, mm-hmm. Brady must be just drooling waiting to get that guy in because if he, if he gives you uh, a healthy season and gives you even 95% or 90% of what he gave at Georgia, mm-hmm. yeah, buddy, that guy in that system is going to be – You see what Deion Lewis did in right. that system. Yeah, mm-hmm. So that's mm-hmm. why I kind of give my nod to the Patriots. I know they didn't, they didn't do necessarily as much in the latter rounds because all that trading and right. what they did. Mm-hmm. But to have those two first-round picks like that, uh, boom, boom, with those two type of players. I just think that they, you know, they, they were one of the best uh, uh, drafts, uh, get one of the best draft scores from me, even though they didn't have the depth of some of the other teams. All right, guys, uh, final words as we go around the building. Miles Tyson. Yes, sir. Uh, first and foremost, give uh, thanks to my uh, Lord and Christ Jesus. Jesus. My Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Sorry. Uh, live, laugh, love, man, and Game Time Sports Talk Radio Tuesday nights. And Mr. Simmons, I appreciate you tonight. And Ken. Appreciate you, brother. Oh, yeah. And uh, God bless. Uh, yeah. Uh, just want to say, um, wow, it's been good to be back. <laughs> yeah, good to see y'all and uh, good to be back in the in the booth with y'all again. Mr. Simmons, appreciate you, uh, the opportunity you've given to us to uh, to, to sit here and to uh, do some things. And, and I really, really have really enjoyed myself. And mm-hmm. uh, tonight was uh, really good. And looking forward to some, a little bit more sports talk. Go Braves. Yeah. Um, Go Falcons. And go Cavs. No, I wasn't even going to say <laughs> They're not Atlanta teams. They're not Atlanta teams. Go, go Hawks. Let's get, the, let's get that number one pick. Right. And come on, Jackets. Come on, baby. Come on, Jackets. I got to have a winning season this year. I get them all in, guys. <laughs> Listen, guys, did you know before I leave, I always want to ask you, do you know the Lord Jesus Christ, your personal Savior? Uh, if you don't, please, man, please, sir, get to know today. Why? Because nobody loves you like Jesus. Plus, uh, he said, uh, if you want to enter the kingdom of heaven, you must be born again. So please get a relationship with him uh, because nobody loves you like him. All right, everybody, uh, catch us next week if you can. We've enjoyed you. You've been listening to the Real Talk Sports Show. We broadcast to you on the Real Talk Sports TV and radio network. Follow us anywhere on social media at Real Talk Sports 7 on the web at www.realtalksports.net. Now, Facebook people, uh, we want you to hang around um, because we're actually going to start a new broadcast, a little quick five-minute test, because we have a new toy, uh, a 360 camera that we're going to uh, 
uh, try to see if we can get it operational here before we go home. So, all right, guys, uh, stay with us. Uh, we'll be back in just a moment here on the Real Talk Sports Show. And those of you who are listening on Block Talk, God bless you and good night. Peace.